first week of playoff hockey and sports are back to distracting us from the outside world. Welcome back to episode 25 Inside the Minds. My name's Chris, joined by three of my very good friends, Kevin, Matt, and Bart. How are you guys doing? Hola, senor. Hello. Excellent, sir. Good, good. Well, if this isn't your first time hanging out with us, well, you know how this goes. And thank you for the continued support. But, you know, if this is your first time, thanks for joining us wherever you may be. And we'd like to start our now twice a week shows with a check-in to see how we've been doing over the past while since we've talked to each other. So, Matt, how's it been going? Oh, you know, pretty good, gents. Uh, hello. We have a pretty good show lined up for today. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, back on July 28th, Chad Ochocinco's tweeting and stuff, and he admitted to taking Viagra before games. Uh, <laughs> he stated that the increase in blood flow made him unbelievable, and that you couldn't stop him while he was running on three legs. And to that I say... You know that yeah. Brandon Marshall did the same thing while he was on the Bears, right? I didn't. I never knew that. I never knew yeah. that at all. Yeah, he was taking Viagra. <laughs> it, that's wild. Yeah. That's that's insane. Oh yeah, one more thing. So uh, as you guys may know, I love The Bachelor. I love watching The Bachelorette. Uh, current season is now done filming because the the contestant Claire Crawley, uh, the current leader of the show, she fell in love with one of the guys mid season, and wanted to stop. That completely eliminates the point of The Bachelorette, I guess. You know, the show, the journey, but whatever. Uh, rumor for when it finally televises that she'll announce that she fell in love mid season, and she'll hand it off to this girl named Tasha Adams, which is part of a final three in Colton's season of The Bachelor. So if anyone listening out there knows The Bachelor, knows The Bachelorette, you know exactly what I'm talking about so yeah i'll leave it at that <laughs> well that's exciting okay <laughs> it's the most exciting in the world <laughs> i see that you guys are so excited kevin you go next <laughs> all right uh as you guys know um i moved into a new apartment this weekend thank you guys for helping again um, you're welcome still unpacking stuff and getting all organized but it's coming along nicely um got my playstation set up with the camera um so we will be able to have video when we stream from now on um and since we last talked i am officially out of my sling starting to do more strength training stuff with my shoulder so that's it's been cool nice just make sure to wear pants in front of that camera so nope just i'm also using this camera for my only fans account so you know that won't have Nice. No free advertising. Is it pictures of your nose? No free ads. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, yes, we did have a great weekend, and I'd absolutely love to tell you guys about how uh, that went with helping Kevin move, but you had to be there, and it was absolutely hilarious, and we will shit on Kevin for the rest of his life probably. Yep, Miss Lisa's great. Yeah, Miss Lisa's awesome. Um, But I wanted to say, why is it so difficult to find jeans that fit? I've been to so many stores. Um, You gotta go. You gotta go, Calvin Klein. Ones, dude. Uh, Calvin Klein. I'm telling you, they don't. My my thighs don't fit though. And not only that, like why. Why is it always just slim fit? Like that's that's I I just want relaxed right. straight. Go to Levi's why, why and they have like no, twenty Le- different jeans. Levi's not cool. Well, I mean they're fine, but like no, I used to have the same problem, Chris, or Bart, when my uh, 
quads versus wool. Like Calvin Klein, it's, it's the best place to go. I'm telling you. I yeah. usually buy Levi's or Guess or Calvin Klein's good. I have a pair of those too. They're not bad. Yeah. <laughs> go to the outlet store so they're cheaper. Bam. I'll consider. Because I'm, I'm a 32 at the waist, but I'm wearing like 34s. Because I feel a lot better about myself knowing that we wear the same size jeans. <laughs> what, why? Because I thought I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a size 36. <laughs> There we go. We're okay. all close. <laughs> just, just in case, just in case everyone wants anyone else. Uh, Chris, what size Chris, you are. Yeah. What, what's your jean size? Matt, no. I don't know what size jeans I wear. Okay. How How do you not know what size she? Do you because not put I, I don't. I don't know. Because yeah, I haven't no. bought a pair of jeans in like two years, and I just forgot. Just forgot to check the check the size of the waist and. You know, I think I've expanded my waist a little bit, but that hasn't stopped me from feeling like I'm suffocating myself in the same pair of jeans I've had since junior year of college. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, it's a I struggle. only know because I've been I've been shopping. So yeah, it's a struggle though, Bart. I think every guy can attest that. Um, especially any guy that works out. Then why don't they have bigger jeans? I just well, if you ask hockey players what jeans they wear, <laughs> probably twenty eight. <laughs> they have talked about it on chicklets before, Bart. Yeah, I've looked at Muggsy's jeans, but they are so expensive. I'm they're not, expensive. They're expensive as hell. Yeah, I figured since they were uh, a sponsor, I was like, yeah, they got too much. They're, they're way too expensive. Even All with right. like a promo code, I'm like, it's no, no go. We need a promo code. Seventy five promo code. <laughs> Chris, you know we're all doing okay. How are you doing, sir? How how's your weekend been? <laughs> it's been it was all right. I was, I was in a charity golf classic today, so that was pretty cool. Did you win? Nice. Um, it was a so it's called a scramble, and so for those of you who aren't really familiar with golf terms or golf tournament terms, essentially it's a it's a group of four or a foursome, and you each nice. hit a ball, and then you just pick the best one. And then Giggity. you each hit from that spot. Oy. So you can get a really good score theoretically because you're just hitting the very best ball out of them. And uh, we got third place today. Nice team. So yeah, it was a solid day. It's a good day. I highly recommend scrambles. If, if uh, you're just learning how to play, it's yeah, a really no, fun way no to get accustomed. And yeah, it's, really. uh, it's a very low risk way of playing too. So uh, I'd highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. So, also uh, that Blues Avs game, we'll get into that. I'm still mad about that. I'm still salty about that. As you should be. Oh my god. Whatever. Anyway. Well, I'm salty about no invite because I've been working on my swing. So. Well, <laughs> that's our part. Yeah, we will go. <laughs> I promise you that. Okay. I promise right. you, we will be going by the end of the summer. Sounds well, that's uh, or bogus. the end of the week. You have till September twenty second. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> or December seventeenth. Easy. easy dubs. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm glad you guys' weeks are going well. Yeah, Kevin, that was a lot of fun moving in. I got I got to admit that was a really fun day. Too bad Barton, Kevin, or Barton, Matt, abandoned us. <laughs> I was gonna so. say I didn't abandon us. Well, you like did I, for a second. It was just 
Megan and I in your apartment. That was kind of weird, but yeah, I'm glad you didn't like trash the place. <laughs> I kind of so. wanted to. I kind of want to rip the carpet up and. Yo, it's say, brand new carpet this. though. Like it's so fluffy and nice. And blame it on the cat. <laughs> <laughs> the new cat that we saw above your apartment. Oh, was... that, uh, my neighbor actually has two cats, and they were both on top of the like roof, about to jump off on, onto me today. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. That was exciting. I love cats. Big cat guy. Kind of sometimes. I hate cats. <laughs> You're a cat. I'm allergic to cats, so well, so that yeah. sucks to be you. <laughs> well, let's let's get into this podcast. Let's get into the episode 25. Let's start off with our food and beer review. Um, it looks like there's a few or Kevin a couple of food and Kevin beer reviews on here. Yeah, we had a bit today. Yeah, I know you told us in our group chat about. This barbecue place and it looked amazing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I was on day last week. We went to Station One Smokehouse in Plainfield, Illinois. Um, they they're like you walk into this place and like just the smell of it is phenomenal. And like you're looking at the menu, it's all written out in chalk, and you're like, okay, this is legit. You know, it's going to be good. Um, you walk up. Those are usually the best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like they put in that effort to write their menu out. You know, it's good. Um, but you walk up to the counter, they're like carving your meat in front of you, putting it on the scale, weighing it like super legit. I got a brisket and hot link sandwich. So it was like half pound of brisket on, and then like a jalapeno cheddar hot link on a bun. Delicious. Um, the brisket was tender, falling apart, but it wasn't super like smoky and flavorful, but it was still pretty good. Their, uh, house sauce was like spicy and sweet. And possibly one of my favorite sauces I've ever tried. So I would highly recommend it. They had this vinegar sauce. And I don't like vinegar. Like, I won't eat pickles because they're vinegary. Um, just the smell of vinegar is weird. And But I tried it because I'm like, it's a new barbecue place. I got to try all the sauces, you know. It was actually really good. Like, I would have had that with my all my meats. But I only had, like, two bites of it. Um, then they had this Texas sauce. Oh my god! If you like spicy food, a hundred percent put the Texas sauce on everything. Ooh, nice! Like if I made a top three of barbecue sauces right now, that would have made the list. Uh, their mac and cheese, homemade with breadcrumbs on it, super cheesy and gooey. We're doing all out with this review. Like this place was just phenomenal. Uh, Matt, I know you talked about this with Green Street. The uh, street corn, what's it called? The elote. Yeah, that. Like, I found out it has mayonnaise in it. I don't like mayonnaise. But, oh my god. Yeah, but who cares? This is good. You have to yeah. forget about your non-love for mayonnaise. Yeah, like it has mayonnaise, Ooh, onions that, in it. Like, elotes are so good, and if you get them oh from the elote man, too. Whew, yeah, I, Kevin, now I, I didn't, I didn't know there was the a man, man about it, but I, I would try it. Like, there's oh an elote God. man. It's a, it's actually instead of cut up corn, it's a full corn on the cob, and uh, it's it's amazing. I, I didn't I realize that you can put it in a cup. I thought it was yeah. always just on a cob. No, oh, you can yeah. put it in a cup too. Oh, oh, fancy. It okay. sounds really convenient, but it, oh God, that's how it was at uh, Station One, and I think that was better than trying to make a mess. But um, overall, <laughs> if you don't make a mess, are you really eating? That's true. You're right. All I right. just say that because I pretty much get something on on my shirt. Bart so. usually starts food fights, and that's how as satisfactory his food is. <laughs> that's how we know. I thought he actually was just like taking the barbecue sauce that he puts on everything, and just dumping it on him. 
Oh yeah, I shower. Yeah. All right. So overall, Tastes very smoky after for this place. Stay it always smells out. spicy. Oh boy. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Right. Go on. Uh, the overall rating for Station One Smokehouse in Plainfield, Illinois, is a nine point three out of ten. Okay, go on. Would Down. absolutely recommend it we will Wait, did you have this beer from there too that you're about to talk about uh i did not have the beer from there they, uh-huh. so station one is in an old uh firehouse they like converted it one half of nice. it is a restaurant and one half is a brewery okay so Sounds pretty like cool kind of place and since you led me into that i'll talk about this one the brewery's garage band brewing um pretty cool little place it's like themed like your typical garage band like what you think it'd look like um and they like play like rock shows on the TV, kind of like a, a hard rock cafe type uh, thing going on. The beer I had was their Go Mango. Um, it was a mango sour beer. It was mango and lemonade. Um, I personally didn't think it was that overpowering of a sour taste. Like you could tell that there's lemon in there, but you should, it was mostly a mango flavor. Um, but overall, it was like really light and summery. Um, after having that big meal at Station 1, like I didn't want a heavy beer, and it went perfectly with it. It was refreshing, but I think I would have preferred it to be more sour. I like sour beers. I'm going to give this one an 8.1 out of 10. That's um, high. That's a yeah, high one. It is high. Um, I tried one of their dark beers, too. Um, Elizabeth had it, and I tried a sip of it. It was good, but I'm not a big beer per- or dark beer person, so I wouldn't give that one a rating. But, mm, yeah, so you're pretty good. man. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes. What what's your what's your top top barbecue meats then? Because I we've been to a few places together, but I don't know if I know your your top your top meats. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a tough one. Like my top meats, I used to be big on pulled pork. Like that's what I would always get at every new barbecue restaurant. That's what my like uh, standard would be. But in the last three or so years, probably since I like went to Sugar Fire for the first time. I would say brisket is now that new gold standard for me. That'd be my number one uh, meat. Number two, I'm going to go with baby back ribs. And then number three, this might surprise y'all. It might not. I'm going to go with burnt ends. Burnt ends are delicious. That is an underrated one for sure. It is. It is. Like, it is. They're not always on the menu. Uh, what like, is really that? Good bar- I don't even know what that is. So like, so like the ends are burnt. <laughs> it's like a fattier meat. Um, it's a pork meat, and it's yeah, the ends are burnt. Um, and they're like, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're delicious. But they're not always on the menu at a barbecue restaurant. They're like a special thing. I think that's what why I think they're better. Um, but they're probably the most flavorful meat you'll get. So Bart, after a Google search using the good old Google machine, burnt ends are flavorful pieces of meat cut from the point half of a smoked brisket. There you go. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Google is the best thing ever. Absolutely, still There's... doesn't really make make sense to me. But hold on, there's you more. Just when try brisket, it. wait, when brisket muscles are separated, the lean first cut or flat cut is the deep pectoral, while the fattier point, also known as the second cut, fat end or triangular cut, is the superficial pectoral. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's Whatever what I got out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Those are birthday. Okay. <laughs> They're delicious. You gotta try them sometime. Um, especially at Sugar Fire. I know Chris can attest to that. Like anything at Sugar Fire is delicious down in St. Louis. Oh, 
be honest, I've only had one thing from Sugar Fire. Okay. So, well, or two to, things, I guess. You need to try to broaden my horizon. Too. Yeah. I'm yeah. so bad at going to a restaurant, knowing exactly what I love there, and never trying anything else. Yeah, Kathy's the same way. You gotta be the same way. I used to be the same way. Maybe since like the last three or four years, I've been trying to expand my horizons, gain something new every time I go somewhere. So I'd recommend it. Matt, what are your to. top three meats? And, well, <laughs> you you had it pretty much right on the head with mine too. I had brisket and ribs in my top three. Ooh. But my number one for me, and not a lot of people think of this as a barbecue meat, but I definitely do, but grilled wings. Ooh. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. Are they seasoned or are they sauced? Um, it depends. Yeah, there's this one place out in, out in Geneva. So it's one of the, uh, suburbs of Chicago that I get their grilled wings all the time. They're one of the things that I probably could eat without the sauce if I really wanted to, but they're still really good with sauce, but Bub City has really good wings. So yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes the wings I'm, are pretty good. I'm big on wings. I mean, brisket and ribs are round would round out my top three. Probably I'm a big brisket person, but I, I just don't think you can ever go wrong with a really nice grilled wing. That's true. I just feel like not enough places do them well, or like up to a high enough level. I feel like most places just have generic wings. So, but I respect that one. I definitely no, agree. For sure. No, for sure. I mean, I'd throw in like pulled pork and maybe some like sausage links too. Yeah. Sausage links I've been getting to the last year. So they've, they're really good. You got to find the right one, though. Yeah, you, you really have do to find the right one because yep. if they're if they're not cooked right, if it's not a good flavor, maybe if they're filled with something kind of funky, you're not going to have a good experience with them. You just got to find the right one for you, and it's a home run every single time. But hey, Matt Bart, what do you guys got? We're in the so, discussion for it. Might as well hear yours. Here's the thing. Uh, for me, uh, Kevin, you said it. You hit it off. I know that you're you were a big pulled pork guy, but that is a staple for any barbecue joint for me, at least. Yeah. I mean, pork in general, just pulled or chopped, whatever it is, just give it to me. Pour sauce all over it, and I'll just I'll eat it. I'll munch it down, uh, all of it, every time, all the time. Um, this is I've had it once. They were really expensive, and they were the best fifty dollars I've ever spent on ribs, beef short ribs. These were smoked for 10 hours, and I salivated after every single bite I have eaten. I eat. It was great. It was amazing. They fell off right off the bone. It was amazing. Um, yes, Chris, $50, I know, but $50. I wanted to try it. $50. Oh, they were great, dude. They were amazing. I mean, they were, they were by – it was like – they were by uh, the pound, and they were uh, very limited that day at Green Street. So, I mean, I was like, whatever. I'll give it a try. They're usually not that much. They're usually way less, but they were just very limited. So, I was like, whatever. I'll try them. But they were amazing. Smoked for 10 hours especially. So, I was like, all right. I'll give it a try. Uh, smoked sausage is my third one. You were talking about it. Ooh. I love smoked sausage. Um, cheddar smoked sausage. The best cheddar jalapeno smoked sausage. Even better. It is absolutely amazing. Y'all, wait. Oh, I live by an airport. I'm sorry, guys. There you go. There was a plane. Yeah, smoked sausage. Honorable mention, though, is as long as it's done right, smoked chicken legs. They're so juicy. They're so good. And, like, 
I just can't get enough of them, especially with barbecue sauce. It's great, especially with Texas barbecue sauce. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, I don't think any of our three lists so far have been wrong. No, mm. not at all. You can't go wrong with any type of meat. Bart I still have another chance up. at that. <laughs> Bart yeah. has a chance to screw this up. And that's exactly why I don't have a list. I just look at a menu. I see what appeals to me, <laughs> and I buy it. I cannot rate these things. It doesn't Bart gets work. chicken tenders at barbecue restaurants. He that does. is he so <laughs> false. He gets chicken nuggets and chicken tenders, actually. I don't chicken even like nuggets. Chicken nuggets and mac like and cheese. Chicken nuggets. Okay. <laughs> mac and cheese. All right. If it's at a one of those fancy restaurants, uh, I, I'm all in. It usually has bacon in it, so I, I'm fair. all in. That's fair. I mean, First probably point. mac and cheese has bacon in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually been to Pop Belly, so. Oh my! It's actually very decent. There's one that's very good for me. Yeah, I like it. There's just no reason for me to go there. <laughs> um, to try their mac I'm and a cheese. sucker. I'm a sucker for good mac and cheese. I really am. I think that's just such a good comfort food. You really can't mess it up. You can You you have to try to mess uh, up mac and cheese. Like Kraft has been messing well, it up for years. Plain plain mac and cheese. I I don't What's really plain like plain mac and cheese. We had this talk last week. We had this talk last week two weeks ago because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, so sorry. I mean, some chocolate, some Hershey's almond chocolate to be exact. After those, don't be there. rude to our listeners. Okay? I'm sorry, guys. Cheese. So no, talking about mac and cheese. Like, growing up, this is going to sound super weird to everybody. And I know I don't expect you to try it, but you have to. It already mac sounds like barbecue sauce. No, mac and cheese barbecue up, sauce is delicious. It is. It's great. But growing up, I actually had mac and cheese with sugar in it. Waiting for the reactions, and they all look away. <laughs> it is very good, guys. It is absolutely no. amazing. I know. I don't I'm expect trying you to try to it. picture. I'm trying to imagine the taste. And it is I just so much better than you'd expect. It is so much better than you'd expect. I'm being well, very my expectations are very low. So, oh, well, Bart, you'd love it then. Or Barry, as your name very low for that. Okay. But in general, yes, they are very. I, I, I eat my food before I fully cook everything. Like, that's just, I can't. I can't. You eat raw chicken? Yes. Nice. No. no. I just. You said before you fully cook everything. So. I just have to make sure, Bart. <laughs> anyway. I, I have tell, all the diseases. Anyway, tell us what you think about Matt's mac and cheese wrongness. In what the are comments, your top meats? Yeah, what are your top meats? What are your top barbecue meats? Be sure to tell us. Uh, send us a tweet. Send us a DM. What are your top barbecue meats that are go go to's for you let's get into sports let's get into why we actually made this podcast in the first place let's start off with the rock dwayne johnson is now the owner of the xfl at least he's part owner and he got the entire league for 15 million dollars that is unbelievably low that is an absolute steal and i think that there's a lot of guys out there who are big sports fans Big millionaires that would have taken that in a heartbeat if they knew that that was the price tag. Because I fully believe that this league could be something, something good, and this is going to be a major money making investment for, for the Rock for Dwayne. I can't believe nobody else picked this up. Like, 
I'm I'm trying to look at this as as an investor. I'm trying to look at this as a sports investor and seeing the type of success that the XFL had, especially with their with their new fans and some some newer markets. I don't fully agree with them putting one in LA. That's just me. Point being aside, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be looking at the XFL and thinking, "Man, I wish I would have taken advantage of that." So. Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Well, yeah, I'll include all of you. Chris, uh, you already said your thoughts. Kevin, Bart, how do you guys feel about The Rock um, buying the XFL? Matt's about to drop an opinion down on us. That it's yeah. gonna shake well, I'm not really going to drop yeah. an opinion, but you'll see what I'll drop. Yeah. So It I... doesn't matter what you think about The Rock. There you go. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do you smell what the rock is? Do you cooking? smell what the rock is cooking, dude? It is absolutely amazing. I mean, you got to think about it this way: like he knows I, everything, the ins and outs of the WWE, just like Vince. You know, that was good. Uh, that was that. great, right? It was, it was amazing. Oh man, it was. <laughs> I was planning this all morning. I was like, oh well, there you go. That's the most creative <laughs> thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, he knows the ins and outs of the WWE, how it was run, like Vince, like he owned the XFL. I think he'd be a better commissioner. I hope he hires back Oliver Luck because um, he was a great commissioner. I'm sorry, owner. Um, but Oliver Luck was a great commissioner, so I hope he hires him back. Um, the Rock also has a clothing line deal with Under Armour. I mean, he has his own TV show, uh, Titan Games. He can totally incorporate it somehow, some way. Someone from the Titan Games making it to the XFL. This is like, he saw this from a mile away, and he was all like, this is mine. I'm going to buy it. It's only $15 million, which is like $15 for most of us. So uh, it is absolutely amazing. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I just hope they can play next year, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if there's one person that knows how to market himself and things he does is the rock so i think a lot of people will buy into and tune in just to see the product he puts on the field which i imagine is going to be pretty similar to what we just saw in february march before covid um but i love the xfl when it came out me and chris went to the home opener for the battle hawks we loved it and i agree with chris la and new york should not have teams whatsoever but uh, that's not the point. I love the move. Fifty million, like, oh my god! Like, literally, LeBron like makes triple that in a season. Like, there's so many athletes that could have purchased this, and I'm happy with the Rock. I think he got a bargain for it, and he'll be able to invest so much into the league because it was so cheap. I don't think Vince wanted to go into his, with his money again because he didn't want to be seen as that like guy who just fails. Maybe if it failed again, so. Um, I, I think it's a very good move for the Rock fight for sure, hundred percent. Well, Vince McMahon was definitely in a tough, tough position, so I'm I'm, I'm glad it was the Rock as well too. Um, and j- just seeing what they were trying to bring in uh, during the season, I thought it was awesome. It was actually really fun to watch. So I think I think it'll be it'll be just fine. Uh, and also, I heard a while ago that the the Rock is like a, a number one personality on Instagram. Oh, for sure, dude. He's like the top three most influential people. Like he like beat that, out like Kylie Jenner or whatever. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's that's going to be huge too. He's such an influence everywhere on social media. Huge audience. P.S. Tequila. I mean, the XFL uniforms are probably going to be Under Armour because of him. So <laughs> it's that's definitely really a good grab. What? Well, speaking of like 2021 in a way, for the 2020 season at least, I just saw this, but the Raiders are 
they just built that what 1.2 billion dollar stadium and they just announced that they're not going to be having fans in the stadium for all of this season well i mean that's the NFL i just read this well what are they doing they're uh following the rams and chargers lead but the rams and chargers weren't going to have fans anyways because they suck so <laughs> what what are the raiders doing are what's that what's that weird haircut owner's name al davis, uh, al davis, al davis yeah. what is he doing uh i think is he stupid like no, there's see, still plenty of time it, it, it's early for that type of choice but you know what? To each their well, each their own. But there's still enough time between now and the end of the season. Chris, I'm a, a lot that can happen by I'm then. We could have a vaccine. Theories, oh, wait, though. wait, hold up, hold up. There's they could have a vaccine. We could start allowing fans in the stands. At least twenty percent. That's at least some revenue. And Al Davis is saying, "Nope, screw that. I don't want any ticket revenue for this season because I want to make myself look better than what I really am." But well, Chris, yeah, taking into account like how much it might cost to run the whole place too. Without, I mean, he has to play a lot of pay a lot of employees, and I don't know about that. Also, the stadium's not yet complete. It's supposed to be complete in time for the season, but this might be a way to be like, "Hey, we weren't even complete on time." But there's a global pandemic happening, so we can get away with it and just say we're being responsible, we're taking the forefront, and say we're not going to put our fans and players in jeopardy by allowing fans to stand. I do agree, though it is it is pretty pretty early, uh, not not early enough for a vaccine. A vaccine's not going to happen. A vaccine probably won't be out until maybe mid season at the Day earliest before elections. Yes, conspiracy <laughs> theory number one. Yeah. Election day, twenty twenty. By November, whenever it is, November fourth, right? Is that election day? I'm I not think sure. So. Yeah, whenever that is, you know, we we can talk conspiracies on this show. We're not going to go into politics, but uh, election day, twenty twenty. Uh, That's November third. November third. I'm sorry. There you go. So problem solved, guys. We're going to have a vaccine by then, <laughs> <laughs> which means we can have fans. Yep, absolutely. Question: Is Josh Allen elite? Are we? Is this a real? Hold on. <laughs> Where Josh, did we get this question from? Is Josh, Josh Allen elite? Uh, no, not the Josh, Josh Allen you're thinking of. The Josh Jags Allen in Jaguar. Or a what? <laughs> Josh Allen in Jacksonville. I was combining Jacksonville and Jaguars together. Jaguars. <laughs> is that um, a new? Is that a new Air Jordan shoe? The Jaguars. Yes. Yep. Jaguars should, too. should be their their new nickname though. That's uh, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, Josh Allen in Jacksonville. Yes, he's elite. Josh Allen in Buffalo. No, he's not elite. Yeah, that's, simple. As well, that. no, he's not. I mean, well, I mean, if you really think about it, he will be the best QB in the division. That is a very hot take from yours truly. <laughs> But he has uh, a Cam Newton's the best QB. That's that's, that's, um, not a that's, very pre- that's a very premature thing to say, Kevin. Brian Hoyer is the third best QB in the division. No oh, God, here we go. <sighs> Why are you so wrong all the time? Yeah, I enjoy. Sit there and bask in your wrongness. No kidding. Yeah, what Jared said. You think about the best QB? We, we have Cam John Newton, former MVP. Josh Allen. We all know that Bill oh, Belichick is Hello. tanking this team. What? 
And they're Tua, getting their first overall pick. Tua is in the division now. Tua is the best quarterback in the AFC East. I'm not right now. Come on, yeah, not, right know. now. He has the moment. Be a muscle milk commercial. Sure. Okay, that's fine. No, Tua <laughs> is going to lead the Dolphins to the promised land of eight and eight. Maybe, but that's only if if he still has like legs. How you, what you did there. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he he has to make sure that none of his hips cool. are broken first before he does right. anything. Yeah, if he's, if he if he can stand, they'll go eight and eight. But if he can't stand, they'll go four and twelve. Oh, well, you're gracious. Well, you, four you wins. forgot about Fitzmagic, Mister Bart. Um, that's true. So. Yeah, that's where the two of the wins are coming from. <laughs> yeah, the first two wins of the season, and then it goes goes all downhill from there. I like how we got away from Josh Allen in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, I don't really care. That's, no, like he was elite at Kentucky. He had a good rookie year. I think he'll keep progressing, and I think he will be equivalent, if not surpassed, Jadavion Clowney's level of talent and production. Okay, I well, thought, that's, 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 that's I thought you were going to say Khalil Mack. Because I did, too. I was that, getting ready for it. I, I was, was going to leave. Say, no. like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was building up the suspense because I knew where both of you thought I was going to go with that. I was I thinking did. maybe Miles Garrett level. Uh, I think that's his ceiling. Anyone can throw a helmet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyone can throw a helmet, but not very many people can throw hands. Yeah, yep. there you go. What a shirt. Anyway. I could maybe see Miles Garrett, but I think even for Miles Garrett, it's kind of kind of early to tell what he's going to be. I, I feel like he hasn't completely uh, been able to show what what he has or mature. Uh, uh, that's that whole Cleveland team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is that whole Cleveland team. And now they have Baker Mayfield too, so it's like. Wait, Yo, Baker's you, winning MVP you, this year. Do you okay. need maturity? I I placed a bet for a Baker Mayfield to to uh, get the MVP last year. Oof. Oh, it wasn't on Trubisky. I thought that was no, a no. That's why Baker God. did terribly because everyone you bet on Bart is terrible. Yeah, because yeah, I pretty money. much I I not not only did I like draft half the team for my my fantasy league. Uh, I also play so many bets on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Jesus. That is undoubtedly what happened. Oh, boy. You guys want to know a, a fun short story? I was supposed to go to the game that Tua dislocated his hip. Oh, Jesus. So Megan wanted to go see one of her best friends who went to Mississippi State at the time. Um, so we were going to go down for that game, but I don't know what happened. Like she was busy or something for, for that weekend. So instead we went to see Mississippi state and uh, not Ann, but we went to see Mississippi state play against Joe Burrow and LSU. That was still a good game, but we were pretty close to watching a Heisman trophy. Heisman trophy candidates dreams just come crashing down on one play. I feel so bad we, for Tua. I did do we too. Want to talk about Joe Burrow really quickly, y'all. What, what do y'all think is going to happen with him? And uh, he's going to be a bust. Yeah, hey. I think he's going. I think he might be a bust just because of where he's at. Well, but, the only thing is, there's not much hype surrounding him in the first place because he's on a very bad team. So I don't know about like we can't label him a bust just yet. And well, that team's not going to get a, a, any better anytime soon. So no, I mean he doesn't have, have another number one too. You got AJ Green if his uh, toes don't hurt. But he wants to get traded. He's not going to take a yeah. snap there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I want to believe in Joe Burrow. I really like the guy. Uh, he He's not like a Baker Mayfield type quarterback that I can really hate. Um, but, I mean, I just – I want him to, good, to, to, to do good. But, his yeah, his O-line sucks. His receivers suck. He's a good running back, but that's about it to help him out. But that's 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 really honestly it. But, yeah, yeah I, he's not going to – I don't know. 
like I don't want to label him a bust, but because of how the team's probably gonna do, he I mean, gonna be a bust. He gonna be a bust, yeah. Or he'll be a very late developer. Or that, yeah. After after his his contract gonna be. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, when uh, Trubisky used to trade the Patriots after this year. I thought you guys were drafting Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I'm hoping for it because another Patriots player opted out over the weekend. We're up to nine now. I'm hoping we get to 53 by Thursday at 3 p.m., which is the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I want the whole team out. I want we're to support four, it. We're four four gonna, Bill's still going to call plays. They're going to call up the football taxi squad. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. They can put their practice squad out there. I'm happy with 16 losses this year. Give me the Jets will still go. Uh, what a huge conspiracy that would be! Oh my God! Like landing a number one pick, drafting Trevor Lawrence, and then and then there's another five Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm yeah, that, yeah, that would be kind of crazy to, Sunshine to see that England. all happen. Now, let's let's move on uh, to another segment that we like to do every single week. Um, it's it's a not so new segment anymore for those of you who have been with us before. But let's move on to. Kevin, you starting us off with our false top five that will work our way through the remainder of the show. All right. This week, I'm going to do the top five ways to sleep. So everyone has their favorite position to sleep in, whether it be on your side or your stomach or your back. Oh, we all have our favorite position. Right. Yeah, Matt. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm <laughs> um, sleepy, Matt. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, not that kind of position, Matt. Um, so top five ways to sleep. I was talking about baseball positions. Jesus <laughs> Uh, top five positions or ways to sleep. Number five, upside down like a bat. If you do that, your blood's going to rush to your head and you're probably going to get a real good night's sleep. All right. Bye. I'm going to have to try it. We'll give you a review tomorrow. Um, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Film it for content. Uh, <laughs> number four, you can just sleep standing up. I'm sure Bart's going to do that tonight at work. So, done it before. Yeah. You'd love to hear it. No reason you can't do it again. <laughs> exactly. I love the mentality here. Number three, in a freezer. Who doesn't like to be frozen when you're sleeping? Wait, what? <laughs> where did that come from? This took a turn. <laughs> you heard me? <laughs> I'm wondering where that came from. Did, that, did you fall asleep in a freezer at work? <laughs> no. Uh, not yet. I haven't done uh, that either. We do have a few free, freezer options, though. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Bar, you're in charge of testing all these theories. <laughs> Let us know how they, they go. Well, Matt claimed the upside down one. So. Yeah, I, I want to claim that one for sure. So, Matt, you can try out this next one, too. Uh, number two, sleeping underwater with the fish. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't think, think that'll end too well. <laughs> I think that's called death. <laughs> that is what that is called. Evan just wants to sleep with the fishes, okay? So it is fishes. We were trying to figure oh, this out before the episode. It's fish it is Shark Week very soon. So Shark Week August 9th. Six more days. I'm pumped. Mike Tyson's going to box a shark. Um, but number one. Yeah, yeah, that's their like main draw this year is Mike Tyson fighting a shark. You love to hear it. Uh, you yeah, all remember uh, Michael Phelps swimming against the shark? Yeah, where he didn't actually swim against the shark. Yeah, yeah, but either way, it was cool. So It was cool. It was very cool. That's what got me hooked on Shark Week. But that's not the point. The point is the number one way to sleep is with your head on the mattress but your pillow over your face gently suffocating you until you fall asleep. So then you release the pressure on your face and you can breathe again. Um, so you fall asleep forever after that. <laughs> Apparently not. We all know somebody yeah. that does this 
and she hasn't died yet. So, uh, who do we all know that does this? Elizabeth, our former <laughs> guest. Oh, she like does. Yes. I think Kevin's just trying to cover for himself. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I sleep with. I can confirm. Yeah, she Bar- told me it's true. I was over this conversation. I'm about to say, wait a minute. You can confirm how? Yeah, <laughs> that. Ooh, that would cause some drama. But no, Bar was in the car when I uh, asked him how he sleeps. Um, Why were so- you asking each other how you sleep? <laughs> well, that's Elizabeth- what I was wondering too. But then it made sense. Was he? He yeah. brought up the fact that Elizabeth likes to suffocate herself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. I thought it was weird. Right. I was like, "There's no way other people do this." So then I've been asking people, like, "How do you sleep?" So our wonderful listeners, drop us, drop in on Twitter. Let us know how you sleep or Instagram, whatever. Let us know if you sleep like a normal human being with a pillow under your head, or if you sleep with the fishes. Or suffocate yourself. <laughs> I, I would hope none of those, but that's just me. But anyway, <laughs> here's something else that's just me, too. And this is my opinion alone, because I don't think anybody else has this opinion. And if you do, please let me know. But I think that the Cardinals and the Marlins need to forfeit their games for the next two weeks and before you say anything i don't want to hear that oh it's going to be a competitive dis or disadvantage and it's going to be a competitive advantage for those teams that they will be playing why did they get the free win just because they messed up well that's exactly why they get the free win is because they messed up and don't say competitive advantages one giant competitive disadvantage okay so if you're sitting there listening to this and saying chris you were an absolute moron why would they give up all of those games those two weeks worth of games because 2020 doesn't make sense and why should this make sense well chris i was actually going to say they are actually talking i mean they were talking about on the espn 1000 uh, in the afternoon where some of these games will not be able to be made up so they're not going to be able to play in general these well, however many games they can't make up they're not going to be able to play the double headers on every single off day so i'm just letting you know man hey we might not even get you know that those games be part of the record at all and then i'm just wondering how many games you have to play to be eligible to get to the playoffs if you have a winning record so well i'm just letting you know (laughs) well that's Uh, another thing too is uh during the strike in i think it was 1984 the way that they went off of it was winning percentage but that's the thing too matt that you you have a, a good point there and you have a good thought and that argument should be alive and it should be real is that if you have a team let's say i'm just throwing let's just say the cardinals because it's actually relevant right now let's say the cardinals the casino let's say they going don't, the casino going ozark partying wherever uh, else going cardinals they partied at carlisle lake in illinois no okay i apologize for that kevin <laughs> even better <laughs> but i think the argument should be real in the sense that what if a team goes in and say, let's say the Cubs, because they've done really well with it. Let's say a team like the Cubs who have not had any positive tests that we know of, and they've been doing really well with their social distancing, and they've been doing really well with the Major League Baseball protocols that have been put in place. 
and you take a team like the Cardinals, and let's say, God forbid, another outbreak happens in the beginning of September, right? And so now they've only played, let's just throw the number out there, 35 games, but the Cubs have played 59 or 60 maybe. How come uh, you got to wait that one way or another? That has to be weighted because let's say the Cardinals get on some hot streak at some point in those in those games and they have like, I know this is far and away outlandish, but let's just throw out the number uh, 700 win percentage, but the Cubs have a 675 win percentage or something like that, some number that – you have to wait that one way or another because you can't possibly say that the Cardinals winning percentage is better than the Cubs winning percentage in theory when they've played 25 less games. Yeah. That's going to be the interesting part in, in two months. I think that Matt made a good point the other day in our group chat is that Manfred and the TV outlets are going to have to make some concession and say September 27th is not a realistic end date. The NHL set an end date for their season when they're going to look the Stanley Cup, but they're in a bubble. Like they don't have to worry about positive tests shutting down their season or like postponing games. MLB didn't do that. They're like, yeah, you can go home every after every game, have fun, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna work well. Well, Manfred just set up a rule where uh, visiting teams are no longer allowed to leave their hotel. Yeah, which should have been so, in the first place. Absolutely, but like. I mean, yeah, I think the season's just going to get extended, and I think what's going to happen is the World Series is not going to be played in home stadiums. It will end up being played in a bubble. Um, I think that's what the entire playoffs are going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's any way they can do it otherwise. Um, uh, if you have to be, go up to I – I mean, I don't know how many stadiums you need, but do three states that are close to each other down south because it's where it's warm uh, so weather's not a factor and just let it happen that way i mean nhl's doing it right now with two cities so i if they can choose two or three cities then they should be fine i don't know if they need to choose two or three cities maybe maybe two but two at most they should probably do one yeah should definitely look into the possibility of having uh, the mlb playoffs in a bubble i think that's going to be the best bet i mean if anything, I mean, but he can't figure out a suspension for a pitcher that, you know, might have yeah. been headhunting, um, which is the equivalent of 22 games, by the way, in a regular season game. Which in a regular is, season. <laughs> but we're not yes, going to get absolutely. the Joe Kelly one because I'll get heated. Oh, but. Mr. Robert D. Manfred Jr., you are you are a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. You are fucking up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But, uh. Yeah, I I think I don't think that they should have to forfeit games if they test positive. I think they just need to play it out. Um, although I did read that like the if you get the antibodies, I read this somewhere today. I don't remember where, um, but like the antibodies don't last that long once you recover. No, from I mean because like the whole thing days is, or something. Yeah, the whole thing with that is the antibody test is half right. It's literally 50-50. Okay. So that's what doctors are saying, too. So uh, that's the antibody test, not the actual test. The actual yeah. test, I mean, you get a lot of false positives anyway. So Yeah, so, like, it's too many, you know, there's a lot. So, like, you don't want to draw the season too much, but, like, if these teams do have, develop the antibodies, like, they're going to be good for the rest of the season for the next 60 days, ideally. So 
you don't want to like make them forfeit two weeks and then they do the rest of the season. And then another team has now pregnant forfeits two weeks of games. Um, so I just, I don't know. Like I like the idea of postponing it. And since they shortened the double headers to seven innings, I think it's still doable to do double headers on off. Yeah, days. absolutely. I mean, I, the only thing is like Kevin, right. Uh, the way you figure this out is that September 27th end date is not going to be an end date. That's just extended two or three more weeks, just without a hiccup. And then the playoffs in a bubble. And then, you know, the MLB should hire us uh, to be their official podcast. If they listen to us and if they do this, because if they do do this and don't listen to us, then they're stealing us our, uh, our idea and they owe us millions of dollars. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think needs to happen too, is that, if Major League Baseball still wants this to happen, if they still want players to be able to have access to their homes, still still play in home stadiums, and be certain that nothing like this is actually going to happen, there needs to be stricter rules and punishments for these players that are actually going out, right? And I'm just throwing an idea out there, but I think from maybe a certain point on, and tell me if you think this is too strict, but I personally don't. If you get caught doing something like that to where it is detrimental to both the team and the league itself, I think you should, you're done for the year. You're done for the year without pay. You, you're done. Like maybe, maybe that's what happened to you on Cespedes. <laughs> here's the thing though. I, and this is why I'm throwing this idea out there. I'm going to think that. Most, if not all, of our listeners are like us, right? If you tell me that, hey, Chris, you can play a sport for a living. You can go and play your favorite sport as a job. And you know what? You know what? We're going to give you, yeah, we're going to give you about $98,000 a paycheck because for because this is a shortened season, we have to compress your pay. You're getting $98,000 a paycheck. But there's one condition. For the next two months, you have to stick to this strict schedule. You can't go out anywhere. You can't socialize. Because if you do, you might ruin the entire operation and organization. But if you don't do that, We'll give you a hundred grand a paycheck. How does that sound? Okay. Like, how was that hard? Uh, I'll tell you why it's hard because I don't these players wait. have millions of dollars already. Chris, hold on, wait. And they have families to go to and then they miss their families. And then uh, they don't think like us. They have lots of money saved up. And if they really didn't want to play the season, they didn't have to. So, I mean, that's where it gets complicated is you're talking about millionaires who have millions of dollars already that really don't need that extra millions of dollars in a shortened season. So I'm just letting you know. Well, that's where it gets complicated. They that millions and of dollars we, for a month and a half. Well, not all of them did, you know, you know, so I'm just like, Okay, you know. but here's the thing. <laughs> the players that have reportedly been the ones to be caught are the ones that just got that major league check. It's their first one if not second or third, but they don't have a lot of money in the bank like some of the long-standing major leaguers do. If you tell the young guys, which in my opinion would be the biggest problem with all of this, because in my eyes, the veterans, 
they're going to understand the scope of this and they're going to understand what this truly means for not only them, their team and the league itself. I just really think that if you tell one of these 23, 24, 25 year old guys that if you go out and do this stuff, we're going to strip you of your first major league checks. Well, why can't that happen? I don't understand why can't that happen. And Matt, I get what you're saying in the sense that some of these major league guys, like they've made their hundreds of millions of dollars in their career. Like this is nothing to them. Some of them may not even care. But what I'm saying is that if you get the guys that are just cracking into the major leagues and they get that first hundred thousand dollar paycheck and they want to use it, you got to tell them not to use it. And there has to be some sort of corporal punishment in order to deter that. I like how you went to corporal punishment and you're going to start beating players or uh, could be capital punishment. Oh, either way. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow, that uh, sentence. And the corp- <laughs> yeah, that was probably the wrong word, but there has to be some sort of Stricter major, punishment. major extreme punishment for this to work. I don't know major- about suspending them the whole season, but suspending them. I mean, they're on a prorated paycheck. So you suspend them two weeks, three weeks. That's a lot of money they're losing. So, like, if they if they have to go on the COVID list, you don't get paid during it. Like, just Carlos Martinez for the Cardinals. Um, he was one of the ones that for sure went out to the casino. Um, he did it willingly. He's been going out to bars since this has happened or since COVID's happened. Like, yeah, suspend him for two weeks. I don't care. Carlos Martinez used to be one of my favorite players. Suspend him. I don't care. Um, John Gant and somebody else on the Cardinals, another bullpen pitcher, they went out to uh, Lake Carlisle in Illinois and was taking pictures with people without masks on. Like You're posting on social media that you're being irresponsible and jeopardizing your season. Like, the least you could do is just wear a mask. Like, yeah. just, just like wear At a mask. least pretend you're being socially <laughs> responsible. So, like, the fact that if you're willingly doing it, Chris, I agree there should be more punishment. I don't know about suspending them for an entire season, but definitely suspending them for a minimum two weeks up to a month. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, I think it should be at least considered. I think it should be at least looked at because what they're doing right now, they've already had two teams that have said, we can't do this. We've already had players out there that say we are literally incapable of performing the simplest of tasks when it comes to the health and safety of everybody around you. And that's what bugs me. That's what really bugs me. And I think that there needs to be some sort of extreme type of punishment, at least thrown out there that the players can, can tangibly see. And I think that there needs to be some sort of deterrent. Otherwise, we're just always going to say the 2020 season should have been a bubble. Why wasn't it a bubble? Manfred's an idiot. Well, he, he also speaks volumes on, uh, on the leadership for some of these teams, too, unfortunately. I mean, you, you hear from the start, like, the, the entire Cubs teams, like, they were – they were all in on this that they gotta they, they gotta stay uh, uh, socially distanced and stuff like that and I, I think it's pretty it's been pretty clear which teams are like really really following that the Yankees have been doing pretty well with that too I mean especially in those bigger cities where 
literally, I mean, outside of Wrigley Field where the bars are full, almost full. I mean, you could say they're they're essentially full during a pandemic. And these guys are literally scared to, you know, go from there to their car. So, I mean, and they're being pretty responsible. They're even, you know, some of them are even bringing their own sheets to away games to their hotels. So, I mean, yeah, it does really speak to the leadership bar. You are definitely correct. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Bart, too. It It really does. I don't know. I hope the season finishes, but there just has to be more. There, there really just has to be more. And there's really no excuse for being irresponsible, especially for two months. And especially since Major League Baseball has graciously given you the opportunity to get to go home every single night. And I think that is a major um, privilege that a lot of these players just don't understand. And that's sad to me. Coming up in a little bit, we've had one crazy opening weekend of NHL action qualifiers and round robin play. We'll get into that, our reactions, right after this commercial message. Are you an athlete or do you know any athletes that want to improve their performance and reach their potential? If you answer yes to that, then you need to visit AlphaSport Performance. AlphaSport Performance is a new athlete training company that aims to elevate your athletic performance by offering sports psychology skills, training, customized strength training programs, personalized nutrition coaching, and the best part, all sessions are completely virtual. That means no matter where you are, you can meet with your coach to get the training you need. ASP offers a unique ability to get all your training needs in one place. Their coaches have worked with athletes from multiple sports, including tennis, basketball, volleyball, lacrosse, and more from the high school level all the way up to international elite athletes. To check out their services and schedule your free consultation, go to alphasportperformance.com. Again, that's alphasportperformance.com. All right, we're back. Thank you for that message from our friends over at Alpha Sport Performance. Be sure to go check them out. A great service with a lot of great, great people involved in that. Uh, go check them out again at alphasportperformance.com. Let's get back into it with some of the NHL reactions that we have. And I got to tell you, I forgot what it was like to be emotional about sports until until that opening weekend. But Man, this is this is great. What do you guys think? What are you guys' thoughts on the first weekend back? Well, my, uh, Pittsburgh is up one nothing on Montreal right now. So wait, let's pause. Let's talk about Montreal and Pittsburgh real quick. Chris, I'm still upset with you. Okay, so Kevin and I, <laughs> after Bart and Matt left. We had this bet, and I was kind of confident. I had this feeling. So we had this bet to where – I was confident, too. <laughs> whatever team that we picked, essentially. So if I picked Montreal to win, Kevin – so if Montreal scored, Kevin would have to take a shot, vice versa, okay? Montreal opens up with those quick couple of goals – and then Pittsburgh kind of spreads them out, so that was kind of cool. And then Montreal ended up winning. But I think the highlight of all of this was that, and Matt, that Chris Bart, got me drunk. You missed it. <laughs> I got Kevin absolutely wasted, and that started. 
that started when I made a bet with him that he would have to. What, what do you? What did you say? What, what was it, Kevin? Uh, three second old. A three second pull, Pink Whitney. Three second pull, goal. Pink Whitney, for every goal, and he did. I bet. I think it was a five second pull of Pink Whitney. Yeah. And I bet him that I could sing the Canadian national anthem word for word, and he would do it. And I got him started early. Oh my god! I pulled up the words <laughs> on Google because I was like, I don't even know the Canadian national anthem, so he could just BS this, and I would be like, Yeah, that sounded legit. So I pulled up the words like halfway through, like he got through the hardest line. I was like, God damn it! I'm gonna have to drink this. How do you know the Canadian anthem? That's what I it's, thought. It's one of those things where it was like, I knew like the first two lines. I knew the last two lines, obviously, because it's the same exact line. And then I just got curious and looked it up on Google. And I was like, oh, that's not hard to remember. So I just remembered it from then on. God damn it. And, I'm so upset about it. That's impressive. And really nice it, was really, it was really funny because when we made the bet... I think Kevin went into his bathroom or something like that. And Elizabeth looked at me and she said, why did like, something like, why did you do that? Like, you know, do you, do you just want to drink? I said, no, I actually know it. <laughs> She's like, Oh really? I'm like, yeah. Just some, yeah. Just some bullshit. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful start to a game that ended even better. Also, Kevin bought me a pizza because of that. Do you you, got more, you guys pizza? got more pizza? <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly. Three-hour delivery time. Yeah, it took it took them about an hour and 45 minutes to get it to them, or get it to us. The Domino's and, is half a mile away. Yeah, so Domino's is half a mile away. I felt bad because the delivery driver apparently was having, like, panic attacks the entire night because of how many calls they were getting about their deliveries being so long. Chris called them six and, times. Yeah, exactly that that exact amount of times nice and so we had, <laughs> a, I had a conversation <laughs> with the delivery driver and he ended up telling me about like how every driver quit and there was only two people working there at at the store and how his wife has ovarian cancer and i was like oh man i feel like a total dick right now for being mad at them chris for one thing so, giving him a tip to try and give him more money yeah <laughs> Yeah, I try. I try to give him like five more dollars, and then he was like, "No, dude, you waited for so long. I tried to call and get this for you for free." And I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Like, I felt like such a jerk, <laughs> and I still kind of do. And I wish I could like go write him a review or email Domino's and be like, "This dude is a god." <laughs> this dude, god. I felt really bad about that, but it is what it is. I'm not. I'm not gonna really ponder over it, but. Um, what I will ponder over, though, is how the Blues lose with <laughs> a tenth of a second left on the clock. I know, Kevin, because I got it. because it fits so well. For the first seven years that I've the been Blues up here. Lose. Wait, isn't that a TV show? Blues Lose? No, it's Blues Clues. Oh, man. no, it's definitely Blues Lose. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, it was a good game, and honestly, that Avs-Blues game is what playoff hockey is all about. So I was mad. I was really frustrated, but at the same time, I got to thinking about it. And it's like, you know, we could just not have this, and I'm, I'm pretty okay with an ending like that. It was still a good game. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Like, 
I don't know if it was conclusive whether that puck went in before the clock hit zero or not, but because the call on the ice was a goal, that's the rule. You can't overturn it if it's not conclusive. So I'm not terribly upset about it. Like the luck that goes into having a shot going at point one second, it was really like point zero 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 one. Like that's incredible. Like I can't like. He hits the post and just takes a perfect bounce to Kadri's stick. Like, okay, whatever. It the a perfect angle. He's in the the exact spot where the puck lands and he smacks it in. Like everything just went right for that to happen. And it, it is the round robin, so like we know we're advancing the next round, so I'm not as upset about it. Like if I was the Hawks and like I'm playing for my playoff position here like yeah i'd be pissed off but like blues okay well our defense played really well we contained mckinnon all night like okay cool on to vegas so well speaking of that stood on his head yeah i think he's in i think he's in prime form right now so you know that offense needs to go but offense across the league just needs to go because i think uh I think I don't remember who tweeted it out, but the under is twenty to twenty and two right now. Betting the under is twenty and two in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. That is incredible. Well, you're like, welcome because all my all, all my over under bets were overs. So, just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bart. That's that's just funny. That that's just kind of funny to me, but at the same well, time. That's speaking of time. overs, oh, yeah. Speaking of overs, Hawks beat the Oilers six to four. <laughs> what the hell happened there? Bar, I, I loved how we were in the car while we were moving. We were going back to the cabin. Oh, and I called you guys. <laughs> Me and Bart, I had it on my phone, and Edmonton goes on the power play right away. First minute half of the game, one nothing. Connor David scores. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be five nothing. Oilers. Ten minutes later, Mac FaceTimes Bart or calls Bart and is like, it's three one. Bart's just screaming, like, no, you're kidding me. This no, you're you're messing with me right now. There's no way that happened. We just watched it. It was one night. And then I showed him a picture. <laughs> and he's just losing his mind in my kitchen. I'm like, dude, what? He's like, it's three one hawks. I was like, no. I was a little girl in the car, like <laughs> yeah. the entire time. Uh, my heart was racing so fast. I was so tired, but my 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 eyes were like ready to close. But my heart was beating out of my chest. And we finally get back to Kevin's new apartment, and I look at the screen, and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're still winning!" Yeah, I mean, wild. besides that late surge from him, Crawford played pretty well. The defense held up. I mean, Drysaddle was almost non-existent, um, and then McDavid. Was almost non-existent, even though he had three assists. But he, they, they, they actually did a really good job containing him. But I mean, Dominic Kubalik, though Kubalik. I mean, he's that, that's absolutely insane. How how we traded him for a fifth round pick. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing. I loved it. Uh, I love seeing him. Two goals, five points, five points. Literally two goals, three assists. I mean, that's just First absolutely playoff. insane. Insanity. Uh, it was great to see. I mean, the goaltending across playoffs was actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, Corpus Allo, uh, Darcy Kemper, it, besides the third period, he did pretty well. Um, I, who, who, uh, I mean, Bennington was actually pretty solid too. 
I, the yeah, the goalies across, you know, were were pretty solid, and you know, except for Mike Smith. Or well, Mike apparently, <laughs> uh, goalies are actually like happy that there's no fans and that they're just staying in the same arena the entire time because their sight lines are the same. They're playing the same net. They're looking at the same thing. It's not different color jerseys every night. It's not different arenas. Like they know where they're at. On the yeah, team. that's that's awesome. I, so that yeah, I thought that was a really interesting perspective. Uh, I mean, I do like. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I thought the no fans thing would be weird. I'm like, man, nah, doesn't even phase me at all. Whatsoever. The NHL has done such a great job. It legit looks like it's it's NHL 20. Yeah, like, literally. They they even use the fan noise from NHL 20. Yeah. <laughs> it it looks really cool, and all, and all the graphics that they put on the board are are awesome. The visuals are great. So I think the NHL has done a really good job. Yeah, and the thing too about these qualifiers is that not it's the exception is Carolina. I think the one that I can think of off the top of my head, they just went up two to nothing in their series. But other than Winnipeg and Calgary, which Winnipeg just won that game, so that's a one-one series right now. But all of the lower seeds are winning. So here's what's going to happen. You're either going to have a bunch of lower seeds that are going to move on to the to the playoffs, and you're going to have a bunch of playoff teams that could get the number one pick, or vice versa. You know, and so like I think the I think the worst case scenario, in my opinion, is that you get a lower seeded team, they win. So I'm thinking like I know just for the sake that we're just here with the Hawks, right? So let's say the Hawks win or beat Edmonton. They move on, and now they get dominated in the first round. And then Edmonton wins the first overall pick. Like, I can see a nightmare scenario like that happening for a few different teams, especially if they're really playing hard just to even get into the first round. So that'll be fun to see. August 10th, so next Monday is going to be, or yeah, next Monday is going to be a fun day just because all of the qualifiers are done and we'll get to finally see who the number one pick goes to. It's going to be a crazy week. It's going to be yeah, crazy I'm, next I'm week. losing sleep already and I already feel like I'm behind on all of this. There has been so much going on at once. Um, but and, and and with uh with Columbus containing Toronto too, I, there's just so many storylines all across the board. We could talk about possible suspensions coming up too with uh with with Kachuk and Landeskog. Who I mean, it was just it was just a little little nudge, but you know. I don't think Land Landeskog's not going to get suspended for that. And honestly, no, he's I think, not. He's not. Well, they made he, he should they, they should made the right call on the ice. No. They even made the Eddie, right call. Even Eddie O right said on that the ice, Kevin. misconduct. Okay, that it's was not a misconduct. That was not a misconduct by any means, Kevin. It was definitely it was a, a boarding call. It was a boarding call. It was a boarding call. He checked his head straight into the corner. But Sanford was not defenseless. Yes, he was. He was not a defenseless player, that was Kevin. Straight but in it's the still back. boarding. No, no, no. I will trust. He Eddie wasn't o a defensive player. Chris Eddie Wonderbird o. and <laughs> whatever your name is. 
Eddie Ho <laughs> said that Call me in Perry, the heat please. of the moment. He, <laughs> said, he said it in the heat of the moment, just like every single other Blues fan that said that was a misconduct, even, including me. But when you watch it, Sanford was not a defensive player in that case, and yet it's still an aggressive boarding call. It's not misconduct worthy. Yeah, but then so, Linus Carr had another man. dirty hit on Sanford later in the game too. Yeah, I mean it's it's playoff hockey. The whistles are going to be put away. Um, so like the officiating, it might kind of suck, but but that's, that's like that's where the physicality is 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 coming from. So so I mean you're going to win, so you're going to lose some. So that's where I'm going to disagree with you, Bart. Is that the refs have done anything? But put their whistle away because there have been several teams that have had five, six, even seven power play opportunities a game. And just watching some of those games, there have been some really weak penalty calls that have been happening and vice versa. There have, well, been, there some, have been a lot of bad penalties, too, though. Like, I, I some think of them have been really weak too like yeah when you look at that and i know and i know i keep referencing this it's just the first one that comes to mind but that steen hooking call at the end of the game that was a really weak hooking call in my opinion and then um i can't think of his name for the avalanche but he had a uh he had a tripping call against him where their feet just got tangled up that was a really weak tripping call against the abs so like that's been a kind of a common theme I've been seeing personally around these playoffs. I'm not liking it. It should be playoff hockey like we're used to. Put the whistle away. Just let the guys play. Well, I feel like it's kind of like the start of the season again. Because like at the start of every year, there's always penalties on everything that happens, no matter what. Somebody will breathe on the bench and get a two-minute minor. So I think the refs, just they've had this time off, and they're not calling games every day. So they're like, Oh, that could be a penalty. And they're not into that flow of the season where they're like, no, that's not a penalty. It feels yeah. like the preseason. Yeah. I just I just think that they're still they're still letting the teams be physical. I just think that they're 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 missing quite a bit for like simple so. calls and stuff like that too. And but but the the amount of uh, the amount of bad penalties that there have been out there is is kind of the issue as well too. So uh, a lot of rust is being knocked off right now. It's also kind of crazy, and I didn't think about this until right before we started recording, but both 12 seeds won to start off the playoffs, and both one seeds lost. Rough. Even better is that both of the home teams, the hosting hub, hub teams, both lost also. Well, that's because Toronto so that, sucked, and we expected that. So that proves, <laughs> yeah. that, proves that there is no home ice advantage no matter what. You know, and I know you said, you know, Kevin, the sight lines and everything like that. I don't think that's going to be a real major part of it, especially the first round or so, especially for Edmonton, Toronto, because I think teams have pretty much already figured it out by now. Well, I mean, the sight lines is just the goalies feeling more comfortable, like, Right, it takes away that home ice advantage because, like, the home goalies always would have the advantage. Like, Bennington at Enterprise is going to play better than Crawford at Enterprise because he's used to playing there. So, like, everyone's practicing. Carter Hart is like a number one example. Literally, and now Carter Hart is apparently a stud on the road after not doing that all year. 
So because like they don't have to worry about because they're practicing there. There's no fans to distract them. So yeah, the home ice advantage isn't thing because everyone's home ice now. In a way. <laughs> so it's interesting. You gotta say though. I didn't watch too much of the Stars Vegas game, but none of the West round robin teams have been looking great. The I, Blues haven't been looking great. The Avs didn't really look that great. The Stars weren't looking too good except that short three minute burst. And Vegas, I guess, looks pretty good right Vegas now. Vegas coming well, back. But, well, Vegas only looked good for that but, 10 minute comeback. So, exactly. I, but uh, I know up Bart's until. Gonna- up until the third period of that game, no West round robin team has looked incredibly convincing right now. But there's been a few qualifying teams that have been look, looking really good. So I know Bart's going to disagree with this, and I don't know if Matt or you, Chris, will. But I don't think the Western Conference or even the Eastern Conference round robin teams are taking this nearly as seriously because they know they have their spot. They're not playing as hard. The Blackhawks, the Oilers. Uh, Blue Jackets, um, the Panthers even, they're all playing for their playoff spot. They're playing at higher intensity, whereas the round-robin teams, they're just getting their leads back right now. They're not trying to be like, yeah, we're going to go play our best hockey right now. We're going to save that for the next round. Uh, especially since teams are allowed to go into the arenas and scout and watch these games. Why would you go 100% if you don't have to yet? Like, Figure out your top opponents. Like, just see how they're playing. Like, Blues get a feel of how Colorado's playing for 60 minutes. Colorado gets a feel of how the Blues are playing. Um, and same with every other round robin team. I don't think they're just going to take it as seriously or have that extra motivation yet. But I think once next week comes around and they're like, all right, we're the Avalanche are playing the Blackhawks. All right, time to play. Um, go 100% now. I think that's what's going on. I think that could. I I honestly don't. Uh, I I don't entirely d- disagree with you because I think that the qualifying uh, teams they have they obviously have the most to lose. Like the Blues and Avs, they don't they don't have as much to lose. Um, but uh, I th- I think that kind of mentality. I. Th- I I think they're going to shake off that mentality once, uh, especially the next couple games, because there's it's 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 the playoffs. You have to be running at a hundred percent. You need momentum. That's how you're going to win the win the cup. Whoever has the most momentum throughout the rounds is going to win. So I agree. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of disagree with you, Kevin. Like if, if it's if it's me. I know, I know the seating doesn't really matter to a lot of these teams, but at the same time, I would think that you would at least want to try to get yourself up to full speed. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe by game three that they'll just be completely at that point. But I don't know. I just feel like you'd want to do that sooner rather than later. And it just doesn't feel convincing to me right now. But Yeah, but you, you got to think about, like, you're, you're that team, like – uh, compared to a team that could get eliminated to a team that's like, oh, I mean, if we lose, we still have another round. Like that's always in the back of your, your mind, you know? Yeah. And like compared to traditional playoffs where it's like, if I, if I lose this round, I'm, I'm out for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And like these players haven't been getting hit for four months. So they lost that 
like, oh, getting hit's no big deal. Now they're like learning to get hit again. Their body's getting used to it again. Um, like in the Flyers Bruins game, you saw Matt Grizzly take a puck to the face and like barely graze his face and he was on the ice. Like he just got shot in the face. So like he's not used to it, but like in the season, or like if it was the normal season the playoffs were starting, they'd probably just shake that off and keep skating. But being that's around Robin and they're not used to being hit anymore, they're like, ah, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go skate off to the side here for a few minutes and come back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Again, I I just kind of want to fast forward to next Monday just to kind of know what the feeling is and just kind of know exactly what we're looking at with the playoffs starting. It'll be fun either way. This has been fun. The NHL playoffs have already been fun. Um, just as an update as we're recording, Montreal has pulled the goalie and they have an empty net, but they scored about a minute ago. So they're down two to one right now. And if they score again and they take it into overtime and win another one, I'm not man, doing shots again. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't blame you, but, but still. Hawks are already down to nothing. Yeah. They, David's uh, undressing everybody on the ice. He's That's literally cool. putting well, them into, good in, Lord. into like their panties. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's something that we can talk about definitely in the next episode. Um, just to see some of these teams that might have looked hot off the start and then just kind of cooled off. Maybe, maybe the Hawks are one of those teams. Maybe Montreal is another one of those teams. But you know, that's why you play the game. So we'll we'll see what it kind of looks like in the landscape next week. But let's finish off the show uh, with the remaining uh, not top or falls top five uh, with Kevin and Matt. What do you guys got? I'm curious to see what what you guys have to say about that. Well, I already did mine, so it's not or me. Bart and Matt. My bad. I'm sorry. Well, Bart has a good follow-up. I'm such to a Kevin, mess up. So God. Yeah. Bart definitely can uh, say I do. I do have a good follow-up to, to Kevin since Kevin talked about ways to sleep. I got the top five of places to sleep. Um, so, and some of these, as you, you will realize, are, are personal. Uh, there's a personal connection to some of these. So, Number five, I have Walmart. <laughs> I think we know that story. Number four, airport. <laughs> that was also not a great place to sleep. So I've already done personal one. Uh, number three, Frontier Planes. It's okay. a legit a school bus in the air. Done three and of these. I actually... Uh, I had to fly a Frontier plane from uh, from Chicago to London. That was the worst experience ever. Uh, are you sure? How would you do that? What do you mean, how? So they don't was fly fr- from Chicago to London? On, on a plane. Yeah, but Frontier <laughs> doesn't do that part. But they, but they did. Do you know I, the exact not... flight patterns of specific airlines, man? Yeah, because Frontier doesn't fly international. But, so bar, but Matt, Matt, <laughs> it, it was a frontier happened. plane. Oh, okay. Apparently, it happened. All right. Okay. I I was just as shocked when I saw on my ticket that I was using Frontier. Okay, I was not. They did happy just about for it. you, Bart. I think they did just did they do it for you. No, I mean, I don't know. You're that special, Bart. They wanted you to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and Pittsburgh just won, so that series is one to one right now. 
Cool. Dope. Um, number two, Ford Explorer. That car sucked. Never again. And number one is uh, is a humid room. So, yeah. Just no explanation. <laughs> no explanation either. I mean, to, to, <laughs> humid rooms are, are awful. Even better that you're going to volunteer to try out sleeping in a freezer. So, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd be more comfortable in a freezer, actually. Yeah, you might be. Well, that way you no, can put blankets weird. on. Exactly. I always have my room true. for that reason. Yeah, human human rooms suck because you just get all sticky. Yeah, it's sweaty. Is that what gets you sticky, Bart? Is that what you're blaming it on? Well, currently, yes. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing else is going on. So this is this is a this is a fun episode. Anyway, Matt, what, what's your what's your false top five? Uh, nothing to do with Bart's or Kevin's. I will tell you that much. Um, but yeah, no, not not really. No, 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 definitely not. Um, but <laughs> my false top five is my false top five characters from The Office. Uh, many of us have watched it. Uh, some of us don't like it. Uh, I love it. I know Chris loves it. And then your the rest of your opinions don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Going from five to one, number five, if you guys remember, Mr. Gabe Lewis, Gabe, uh, the weird HR guy. Uh, His last name that, is Lewis. Oh, yep. Yeah, from he Saber. Was, he came he over. Was annoying. Yeah, he after the top three. After the state, well, hold on. Well, I might switch him into the top three looking at this again, but we'll see. Uh, he was added after the Saber merger, and no one really liked him. He was just annoying and weird. Plus, his relationship with Aaron was super creepy, and it was just it's like cringy. It was, it was very cringy, and it was weird. Um, well, I guess that was four, the whole point of it because it was awkward. Yeah, number four goes to Jan Levinson. Uh, she was okay when the show first started, uh, but she then, after her vacation with Michael, turned two over the top, and then she turned into like a huge see you next Tuesday. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think you guys know what that means. Uh, number three is Roy, uh, Mr. Roy Anderson. I just hated him so much. He knew he was horrible for Pam and just never accepted it. Um, he just kept trying, and I just I didn't like it. And then um, he put in that all that extra effort for his uh, wife that he eventually marries. Yeah, learning how to play yeah. piano and sing. <laughs> yeah. Me. Uh, that so that I was gonna go into the top three. Roy and Gabe might be switched. I'll just leave him in there for now. Number two. <sighs> Good for oh, Roy. Good, Good for Roy. Roy. So change for the better. So number two, um, I Robert California. Uh, he was super cringy. None of the employees liked him until they got drunk. It's a useless character. During so you guys remember when they all got drunk at that weird dinner party episode in his mansion? Like it was just so odd. Like everybody got drunk. Everybody like they all drank wine and danced with him in his office, and it was just like so odd. And I hated him. And oh my god! All the right, let's go, Peter. Let's go. All right. So Eddie Kane. Uh, all right. So, and then number one, uh, you guys know where this is going. Toby Flenderson. I mean, Jim. I really don't need to explain more. Uh, Toby was horrible. Uh, okay. No God, I, please no. I actually did not hate Toby. Uh, okay. Well, you're, you're, you, I hate you too. Anyway, um, an honorable <laughs> mention here. Uh, Aaron Hannon. 
Aaron was weird. Something about her being too happy all the time just didn't sit well with me. Plus, her and Andy shouldn't have lasted that long. Uh, it just, it, just she was she was odd. She was just a weird girl, and you yeah, know, girl. Yeah, and there you go. There, there was my false top five of characters from The Office. I mean, I agree for the most part. I probably would have switched uh, Toby and Aaron, just giving Toby the honorable mention. No, I, I don't like Toby. Plus, 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 he was a Scranton Strangler. <laughs> he was. Oh. Yes, he was. No, no. he was not. There's an, I'm not even going to go into it. It was There's Creed. Proof. It was not Creed. It, it was, it was Dwight. It was not Dwight either. It was Dwight. There's no way. It, it couldn't have been Dwight. No, it couldn't have been Dwight. It, was it wasn't Creed either. Creed was. I, I don't think he was. He was my he was favorite weird. character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin was mine because he's. You're welcome. Yeah, not you. Not you. <laughs> well, I, I see the resemblance, though. Kevin, all you gotta do is spill a whole pot of chili on your carpet. And then it's <laughs> oh God, I will. I'll cry for a year if that happens. Literally, yeah. just told my Well, he did cry. He, he did, did cry. cry. He was like, oh, "Oh no!" And then swam in it. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there you go. False top five characters from the uh, office. Interesting. Thanks, Matt. I appreciated that one. I'm a big office fan, so it's I know okay. Kevin's kind of not really, but it's it's okay. it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be well, the only right one in this chat. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up here for episode 25. Whether this is your first time or you're one of our loyal listeners. Thank you again for coming along for the past hour and a half or so. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, rate this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast streaming site, along with following us on Twitter and Instagram at ITMPod on both platforms. Or just search Inside the Minds and find our logo. Our next episode we do uh, will be releasing this weekend. Not exactly sure which sat- uh, day, Saturday or Sunday. It will be this weekend though, as we're going to be moving to a two episode per week schedule. Mm, I think it's going to be Friday, Friday, Chris. It'll be Friday. It's be Friday. <laughs> it will be okay. Well, Friday for sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I just wanted to be sure. But so uh, we'll be releasing our next one this Friday, so you can have more fun and more often throughout the week. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, keep listening. Bye. Oh, Noodles, mother truckers. Adios.